Welcome to Dirty Day Teeny. I'm your host, Christina Kane. This is the unfiltered podcast that takes you through the dirty truth of dating, modern romance, relationships, and most importantly, self-discovery. Remember, love isn't always neat, and sometimes life is on the rocks, but it's sure worth the mess. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dirty Daytini. I'm your host, Christina Kane. Today, I am joined by Maria, the host of I Missed Me, mm-hmm. the perfect podcast for anyone going through their healing journey. Today, we are going to be discussing heartbreak, healing, the steps to take to reconnect with yourself, and ultimately, how to be okay on your own. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming in, Maria. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to talk, to have a conversation with you. So, First and foremost, I kind of want to know why you started I Missed Me podcast and also how you came up with the name because I love the name. Thank you. And it's like the one common thing that everybody just is like, I love the name. And it's something that I had never heard before. So names for me are just extremely important for businesses in general. But um, I started my podcast around almost two years ago. And back then, like everybody has a podcast now, but like back then, my idea was not to have a podcast. I was just kind of just looking to a lot of people like journaling. I have never been like into journaling. My hand just gets tired. So I was going through a breakup. I was going through a friendship breakup, but just like I was at my lowest and I just feel like I needed someone to talk with. And so what I would do is that I would turn my voice notes on and I would just start talking and talking, literally yapping like for two hours straight. And then after a few months, I started feeling better um, through having conversations with myself. And I was like, you know what? Like, there's probably people that are going through the same, you know, things that I'm going through. So maybe totally. I can turn this into like a, like a, a project and and share it as a as a podcast. And that's how it started. Yeah, I love that. Um, so, have you been in another relationship since that last no. relationship? No, I am extremely emotional. I've been in like situationships and like. I think that I, I'm someone who dates to marry. Yep. Okay. And so, I'm 20. I'm super young. And so, if I'm gonna date to marry, then I, I also make like the if I date to marry and I want to get married at 25. Oh God! The, Don't the, do I'm that. that type of person. <laughs> no, I'm, no, it's gonna kill me if, yeah. if I keep doing that. But I mean, right now, even if I didn't date to marry, um, a relationship either it it either ends or ends in marriage. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to, you know, give all of myself to someone it has to be someone that really like aligns with my energy and everything that I'm looking for and I haven't met that person so no I haven't I've been in toxic situationships for sure yeah that have taught me a lot about myself but no no haven't met that person so why within heartbreak is healing so crucial before stepping into another relationship because I know a lot of people get out of a relationship and without even processing the relationship they just came out of they Mm -hmm. hop right into another one so why is healing before entering a relationship no matter how great the next person is you meet important before entering another one Mm -hmm. well I I just think it's important if you don't want to go through the same things that you want to like it's really sitting down with yourself and being like if I don't want to go through the same type of pain that really 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 hurt then I have to heal because the universe or God or whatever you know whatever you believe in is made out of patterns and so until you don't get enough of like the pain you're never going to stop feeling it so if you're like okay like I went through this and it was painful but I'm going to get into another toxic relationship is like you're going to go through the same pain again and it's just kind of 
asking yourself is like how much pain is it enough for me to learn and for me that was like enough so it's like I really don't want to go through this again so I really have to heal so it's just like you have no other option like it's either you go through the same pain again or you heal and I feel like that's why it's important like you're kind of forced to heal if you don't want to go through the same pain again right mm -hmm. and that's kind of where I feel like codependency comes into play because a lot of people get out of a relationship and they don't have the willpower or courage to be alone and take a look at their self because mm -hmm. it's like scary to like look at yourself and be like okay what are my flaws how yeah. can I improve and a lot of people don't want to do that so instead of like facing the man in the mirror mm -hmm. they just like hop into another relationship but then the same issues mm -hmm. keep coming up in their relationships yeah um I think it's just I always say that spirit uh relationships are spiritual assignments for personal growth and every single person that walks in and out of your life is teaching you something about yourself that you either have to start appreciating more or improve. Mm -hmm. And if you choose to not see it, then someone else is going to walk. Someone else is going to walk into your life and try to teach you that same lesson. Right. You know? So it's like, when are you going to learn it? And if you don't learn it with this person, you're going to have to go through it with this person. So it's like until you don't learn that lesson, you're not going to stop going through the same things. And it's like if you don't like the things that you're going through, then change your behavior. Right. Yeah, that was actually like really well said. Like <laughs> you aren't going to learn it on your own. The universe is going to send someone into your life to teach it to, to you. teach it to mm -hmm. you. What are some practical steps that individuals can take to reconnect with themselves after a breakup mm -hmm. and also rediscover the joy of being alone? Yeah, I think it's going to sound super cliche and repetitive, but like <laughs> you have to feel your feelings. And like, that's the one thing that I learned um, comparing like my first relationship and this like two year long situationship that I had that was really, really painful. It's just like with my first relationship, um, it was also my first breakup and like nobody trains you or prepares you or like lets you know how it's going to feel. It's just like you kind of have to experience that by yourself. And so for me, it was like it was just so painful that I was just like. I, I didn't want to feel it so it was just like either me begging him to stay or me you know distracting myself or me choosing not to think about it or maybe like overworking myself to the point where I was just so distracted that I didn't feel it but then months started passing by in like six seven months and I'm like why am I still not over this person like why yeah. like he has moved on he has dated other girls like and I, I don't even think I'm missing him I just like I, I haven't allowed myself to like feel all my feelings and th that's why it's taking so long for me to heal and so the moment that I decided to like sit with myself and cry everything out cry literally every single thing out is the moment that I actually started feeling better and so with my two-year situationship two-year like, situationship uh, but it was like weird because like we would no okay it, we, we would like talk for like two months and then stop talking for like five and then two again and then right, four it was again very so on like, and off I just say two years because it was like okay I thought it was like two years like on no going. no 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 Okay, it was like back and forth. I mean, either way, you know, it doesn't, you know, we've no, been there yeah. that. No, it, it never happens again. But my point just being that I cried it as soon as he left. And then a week later, I was feeling better. Right. And so it, that was like the, you know, the common factor of me. Like, as soon as you feel it, you really like it's just the way your body lets it out and so I feel like practical is just cry it out. Like, think about it a lot and cry about it even more would right. be like my practical step. And what was your other question connected to that one? Um, 
just to how do you rediscover the joy of being alone? Like, yeah. I think a lot of people are codependent or they get used to or they're not codependent, but they get used to being in a relationship and being with someone. So some people, you know, kind of fear and don't enjoy being alone. So like what advice would you have for people that are maybe thinking about getting out of a relationship or have just exited a relationship and are having temptations to go back or find someone new because, you know, they're just not comfortable in being on their own. So like what are some tips to like rediscover the joy of being alone and kind of how you did it as well i think just asking yourself why like why I'm, okay i'm afraid of being alone that's okay that's valid but like why yeah you know like and sometimes we don't even have a response and so there's not even like a why behind it it's like why am i afraid of being alone okay i'm not gonna have company or comfort or validation or attention but like those things i i can actually give to myself like you you have everything that you're scared of losing we're scared of losing like validation but i can get myself validation we're scared of losing attention but like i can get myself attention i'm scared of losing company well there's like a lot of people in my life that can give me company as well so it's just like realizing why you're afraid of being alone and then realizing that you're not losing anything you're not losing really anything like you have everything already yeah. so I also feel like I was thinking about this like not that long ago i cuz i've definitely been there myself i feel like people when someone doesn't like them, whether it's male or female, like let's say someone doesn't like me, I am trying to figure out why that person doesn't like me. How can I appease to this person to get them to like me? You know, when I'm around them, I'm trying to be like super cool. So like I'm liked by them. And it's like, at the end of the day, I don't even know if I like them. I don't even know if I care that they like me. And so many times, so many people are so focused on other people liking them that they're neglecting the people that they already have in their yeah. life that like them and cherish them and want to spend time with them. Yeah, and I feel like that in general is just like, I feel the biggest misconception that society has about love today is that love is a romantic relationship or love is one person. And then we forget that love is actually like a state of being and you love your friends, you love your family, you love your teachers. I love Andy that's helping us right now <laughs> of putting all of this. Shout out to and Andy like, at Studio Place. There's just love everywhere and in everyone and that we, it's like the biggest and greatest feeling in the world and we just make it something so small as like, one person in one relationship and it's like if you realize that like you actually have love in everything and everyone then you're not gonna really care when like one person leaves your life because you're not really losing love you're just losing a person totally mm -hmm. so going through exiting that two-year situationship mm -hmm. are there any new aspects that you discovered about yourself that you didn't know about yourself beforehand going through that healing process yeah i mean i read uh this book called Atomic Habits. And yeah, the first thing, one of the first literally sentences, it's, it says that if you want a great book, you first have to become that book yourself. And so for me, I've, I've applied that to everything that I do. If I want a great podcast, I first have to align and become that podcast. And for me, it was like I was doing a self-growth podcast of like how to establish your boundaries and how to love yourself. And I wasn't doing that myself. So right. it's like... So you're a little bit of a hypocrite. Exactly. So like, yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, and I was aware and I was like, I um, I can't keep doing like my podcast right. is never going to do good if I'm not aligned with it. So I feel like that was a big lesson for me. And so also, you were one of those people who were good at giving advice, but not taking it for yeah, yourself. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that was like one my biggest thing for 2024 is like, I want to be the person who was actually able to leave and tell you how to leave. But like, I can't really tell you how to leave if I haven't left, you know? Right. So that was one big thing for me. And also... 
this is a thing that I've been saying on every single podcast is like if if I wouldn't be proud of being like the person that I'm with then why am I around them Mm -hmm. you know like if someone were to tell you you're just like your partner would you be proud or would you be like offended right and for me it was like if someone were to tell me that I'm just like him I would literally shoot you like (laughs) I would be so mad and so for me it was like why then why do I want want to have him around yeah like I want to be with people that either inspire me to grow or at least support my growth and he wasn't doing either of them so so if you're the type of person who you know dates to marry why do you feel like you entertained this situationship for two years on and off Mm -hmm. like were there signs that he could be the one or like was it kind of clear he wasn't but you were just in a different mindset then i think i just like saw and it's a common mistake again it's going to sound super repetitive but i i saw his potential a lot to the point where it's like I think I was just trying so hard for it to, to make it work. Mm, he had a great family and his, his family had the same values like my family. He had a great family. Like I loved his sister. I loved his parents. And he was, in my eyes, he was just like a bad person because he had bad friends around him. Right. And so for me, it was like maybe if he, you know, let those friends go, he would you know yeah become a good person but you also I want to be that saw, person telling yeah, him like, I, who to have and i just have saw a life. lot of potential in like his family like his values like the way he was raised like were like similar to mine but then i was paying attention to everything but the person who he actually is and like that's one thing if you don't want to waste your time see the person for who he is and not for who he could be thousand percent i always say that to like friends or on the podcast that you have to date that person for who they are in front today. of you today you have to love them for who they are you can think oh he'd be so good if he just did this oh she'd be so good if she focused like on this but it's like that person may never amount to those you know expectations and so if you're dating someone for who they could be you're most likely just going to end up disappointed because mm-hmm. they may not ever become that person and then also you're not really dating the person for who they are yeah and in love with the person for who they are you're dating them and in love with them for like a possible facade of like what if a thousand percent and i know a lot of girls fall into this mistake of like falling in love with potential and if i could give like one piece of advice is just saying that like potential is not real it is just a projection of what you would have done in their place so you really have that power to give it to like anyone you can give anyone potential so it's not really the person who's special it's just like you who are giving them that potential Mm -hmm. and just like put it back into yourself you know you could do that to anyone exactly i could give you the same hopes and potential that i give andy exactly so it's it's just a projection of what you would do right Mm mm-hmm Okay, in what ways do you believe societal expectations or the pressures contribute to the challenge of maintaining your identity while seeking love and navigating relationships, commitment, marriage, like this timeline you have for yourself? Mm -hmm. Like, do you have this timeline for yourself because the pressure that is kind of put on society to, like, get married, have kids, work? Mm -hmm. Well, definitely has it it puts pressure on you and not not only in relationships but in everything i feel like social media just everything just moves so fast it's just like you see a trend and in two weeks you see another trend and in two weeks you see another trend or someone is getting canceled and in two weeks everyone forgets they're getting canceled because someone else is getting canceled it's like everything is just moving so fast that you just feel like you have to keep up with it or you're gonna get lost or you're gonna be forgotten and i feel like there's this underlying fear of i want to be seen i don't want to be forgotten um that keeps society just like moving fast and like you know thinking 
in the future like i have to get married by this age and mm-hmm. if i if i don't do anything in my 20s then i didn't do anything with my life you know just yeah. so many i feel like there's just so much pressure from society and definitely i mean my, my parents got married super young right um, do you feel like that's a culture thing for you uh, or no, no? actually no i know some different cultures like they get married super young like yeah. some cultures have arranged marriages you know yeah. so no i mean no. i grew up with I mean, I grew up in Colombia. My parents were all Mexican. And Hispanics actually get married at, by, like, 27, 28-ish, oh, like, okay. generalizing. Um, and I feel like in America, they get married younger. A thousand percent. I'm yeah. from the South, and it's, but like, 22. and Especially, like, Christians get married at, like, 21, 22. And I'm yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, I could not imagine. Yeah, no, I, I could never do that for myself. But it, it's not, like, a culture thing. It's just more of... I don't know. I want to have kids young. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be. You want to be a hot mom. Yeah, exactly. I want to be. A, <laughs> basically, I want to be a milf. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. No. I don't know. I think I've I've tried to take that pressure off a little bit. Yeah. On my shoulders because it that I think would pressure me into thinking that when I turn twenty five, whoever I have in front of me is is the right person, even if they're not. So. That's what, yeah. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's not out yet, but it will be. I just recorded an episode about that where it's like kind of about the societal pressures that are put on women. And, you know, that if you're that type of person that has the timeline that like you're get married by 25, have kids by 28, then when 25 rolls around, you're either going to be super disappointed and harder yourself and let down, even though like there's nothing wrong with not being married by 25, or you're going to marry the wrong person at 25 just for the sake of staying on the timeline. And then you're going to be having kids with this person who wasn't even the right person for you to marry. A hundred percent. And I, that's a conversation that I was having with my mom. Because I always tell her that I want four kids and that she's going to have so many grandchildren, whatever. And then she is also super into psychology, super into spirituality. And we always have like the most beautiful conversations. And I was telling her that like, I feel like one of my biggest fears is to end up alone mm-hmm. because I want a team like the team that my parents have made and like the family that my parents have raised. And that's what I want. And so my biggest fear is not having that. And she was like, you know what my biggest fear is? Like, you ending up with the wrong person. And I right. was like, wow, that's, like, so valid. Like, it is way scarier to end up with the wrong person than to end up alone. A thousand mm-hmm. fucking percent. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You only have one life. And I think that at the end of the day, you have to, like, really love yourself. And whatever is meant to be will be. Like, I'm super different in the way of, like, I don't know if I'll get married. I don't know if I'll have kids. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But, like, whatever comes my way and the universe sends my way, I'm open for it. But I don't know. I'm also, like, kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> okay. Loneliness, like we are just talking about, is often feared. But, of course, it can be an opportunity for growth so how have you embraced and leveraged periods of being alone for personal development like how have you gotten over the fear of being alone because i know you said like you did the voice memo thing Mm -hmm. uh so you could like rant to people like what really made you get past the point of being fearful of being alone and settling to be in a relationship and just like completely be in peace and solitude with yourself Mm -hmm. I think you, this is something that I always say is like, you can't feel lonely if you like the person that you're alone with. And if you fear being alone, then it means that you don't like yourself, you know? Because if I think about my best friend that I love with my whole entire heart, like I would not, there is not one situation or a moment that I could be like, oh, I don't want to hang out with her. Like, I'm just, I'm tired for her. Like, I don't have social battery for her. Like, I 
there's no moment that I wouldn't want to spend with her or same with my sisters or same with my family. But at the time, I was feeling that with me. So it's like, why do I want to spend time with all of these people? But then when it comes to spending time with me, it's like, ugh, I don't want Because it took the distraction off yourself. And yeah. when you're with yourself, it's like all your like fears, traumas, mm-hmm. like dislikes about yourself kind of like came into your mind. And sometimes I don't even think that people fear being alone. It's just they fear the thoughts they get when being alone. You know, like being alone is really not that bad. But like being in silence and like having to listen to your brain telling you all of these things is what we don't want that's why we look for distractions but when you actually like allow yourself to like sit down and like let your brain tell you whatever your brain wants to tell you and you start like organizing all the thoughts of like why am I thinking this is this serving me like literally like sitting down and like organizing your thoughts then you realize that like you're actually not not that bad of a person like you're actually kind of cool you just have to like sit down with sit down with yourself and let organize your thoughts a little bit right and I feel like that's what that that's what it was for me of like I'm not that bad of a person I just have to like sit down and like actually like listen to my brain right and what it wants to tell me yeah so hitmen aren't bad people they just need to like sit with their sentence <laughs> <laughs> I mean it, yeah I mean I don't know <laughs> <laughs> a whole different spiel yeah okay well I do have one last question for you and I want to know what is a poor decision that you made or that happened to you but it ended up being a positive lesson and what was the lesson yeah I mean like I said like spiritual like relationships are spiritual assignments for personal growth and I I really don't believe in right person, wrong time or wrong person, right time. I believe in right person, right time always because at the time they had to teach you something about yourself that you either had to start appreciating anymore or work on. So I guess poor decision. you. Yeah, poor decision. It was just staying as there for as long as I did and then repeating patterns after him of like same men not as long but like right you know like right just staying with men that from the beginning showed me that they didn't meet what I was looking for and then staying to see if they would but they just show the like the beginning or like when you first meet someone is when they try the hardest of right course, even yeah. if like someone changes eventually or even if it's not them like the first impression like matters that's when they should like try you know yeah it's a mask everybody and wears. when someone doesn't show you what you're looking for from the beginning like what makes you think that eventually they're going to you yeah. know so I guess that like poor decisions is just like staying there for longer than I should have and what it taught me about myself is like you really have to work on your boundaries so yeah yeah and the respect you have for yourself exactly so it, it's like I thought that I had self-worth but then allowing that was like well you really don't because you wouldn't have been afraid to say no if you did so no shame to you um but really work on that, you know? Yeah. So I think that is something also very important, not not shaming yourself, but also becoming aware that you do have to work on those things because if you shame yourself, then you're in two different conflicts now. Like you're in the conflict of letting go and the conflict of shaming yourself for not letting go. You know right. what I mean? So Totally. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm... So, whoa, I almost fell. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast, Dirty Day Teen. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I, I <laughs> loved chatting with you. I feel like I could, like, chat forever about yeah. all of this, but I know there's, you know, <laughs> I can't... The world doesn't revolve around <laughs> me. So, thank why, you. Why the name? Sorry. Dirty Day Teeny. Yeah. Um, so... 
I, uh, you know, it's kind of like the dirty truth of modern dating and like not to lose yourself in the process, but also I'm very similar to you. I think about branding yeah, and I think about longevity. Mm -hmm. So dirty Daytini will be on a drink menu in restaurants before you even know it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do love dirty martinis and uh, yeah, it's just like, it kind of came down to a branding thing. Like I didn't want, I, wa I wanted something like fun and flirty. Yeah. I didn't want to just be like, Christina it. Kane. Mm -hmm. So, and then I also like, yeah, I thought about branding, like for like drinks or like sip on the truth or like yeah, stuff like that, just like for expanding. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I went through a bunch of names and I just came down to that and I love it. I love it. Um, mm -hmm. Dirty Daytini. Sometimes yeah. like guys will text me, rarely, but mm -hmm. they do. Uh, there was this one guy who messaged me and he was like, I want to have a dirty day teeny with you. Like, that's what I'm trying to do. Aww. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to make it be like that. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like not someone saying a dirty martini. They're like using my, um, your name. name. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Smart. But thank you for listening to this episode on dirty day teeny. I'm your host, Christina Kane. This is Maria, the host of I missed me podcast. <laughs> I am going to share her socials in the show notes below. You can follow Dirty Daytini at Dirty Daytini. I hope you learned something in this episode. If you're going through a healing journey, I hope you took something away. If you know someone who's going through a healing journey, send this their way. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, I'll see you in the next episode. Before we get back to reality, if you're hearing this message, You've listened to the entire episode. And for that, you're iconic. But before we part ways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, don't be shy and leave a review. Thirsty for more? Follow Dirty Daytini on Instagram and TikTok at Dirty Daytini. Oh, and just remember, we're on this journey together. Until next time, stay dirty and stay flirty. <laughs>